So we're back for a uh, second episode of the Snakey's Tap Talk World Cup special. And literally, as I hit record, Australia have just gone 1-0 up against France. What on earth? We have got live reactions from Jono's sofa that's not so new since the last time we were here. No. Um, boys, how couldn't have timed that better, could we? Are we going to get two massive upsets in one day? Well, Earlier, yeah. it was Saudi Arabia against... Um, who was against the Argies? Argentina. Yeah. yeah, incredible. Well, and somebody looks very injured here as well. Well, this was a this was a turn up event. Wasn't expecting <laughs> this when we good timing. Well, we? Great timing. Well, incredible. What we we'll do is while we're currently watching this goal replay from the uh, France Australia game, we'll just get stuck into it. Really, Finish. it's um, we've had a few days of the World Cup now. We're on day three of the World Cup. Um, thoughts so far, boys. I think it's. I mean, on the field, it's been it's been brilliant. I mean, obviously, a lot of people are talking about you know Qatar and the controversy and this, that, and the other. But like I said to you guys a minute ago, I think now the World Cup's here, and you know, there's football to be played. Let's play football. You know, let's focus on that rather than you know we've had years and years to talk about Qatar and you know everything, and it is awful. You know, um, all the deaths making the stadiums and and. Human rights, there's, been cetera, pre- but... there's plenty of controversy about being in Qatar, yeah. and I do yeah. agree with it. I do agree that oh, you know absolutely. they shouldn't have the World Cup. However, yep. we're here now; it's not going to change. Yep. Let's... You know, we we've got three cans of Budweiser on the go here. Pint cans, lovely World Cup design. The the U turn on the Budweiser thing. Budweiser are going to sue FIFA mm. massively. But let, as you say, let's talk football. We're yeah. we're in Qatar. We've got four weeks of World Cup. Let's actually talk football. Absolutely. Um, and, Absolutely. And we can go for it. And after the tournament, we can talk about what went wrong, why why it shouldn't have been there. But while the game's going on, let's actually uh, focus on the main thing that we're here for. I would say 90 minutes of football, but the minute's about 117 <laughs> a game, in it? Yeah, it's ridiculous, <laughs> isn't it? Um, yeah, Kalina... The, the Kalina, is that? I can't remember. For what. the ref. The, the ref. He, yeah. He's the head of the refs association for the World Cup. He's saying that, you know, it's to clamp down on time-wasting, but it's still going to happen, so we're just going to have 10 minutes added time each game. Yeah, Kalina, you couldn't remember his name, and yet I dressed as him. Yeah, in, you did. well, I, I got it, but I didn't want to get it wrong for my fantastic listeners. Um, so, you know, let's go straight into refereeing decisions. So, Sunday's game, Qatar-Ecuador, a great opening game. A VAR... Bizarre ruling, really. It was actually the correct rule. And yeah. I, with referees' rules, I don't know about you boys, but you always remember the first time you were somewhere that you learnt a rule. I remember playing for Worthing United up at Lions Farm Way and an offside being given. When I was playing goal and I had someone on the line, mm. but because of the rule of how yeah. it was. Um, but where they went wrong was the way that they showed the VAR. They yeah. didn't actually show the live... Feed, yeah. it was like a cartoon CGI yeah. thing. I, th- I think in fairness, every game since then, they've shown it a lot clearer and I don't think you can really fault it, but it just so happened that in that opening game, it wasn't really uh, sort of like shown very well on TV. Mm. They got the correct decision, which is obviously the most important thing, but it just wasn't shown correctly. Um, but now I think they've nailed it, to be fair. Yeah. They've nailed it. And so let's go straight into... You know, the main talking point for us boys, Jono's wearing the incredibly nice England away kit 
It's fantastic. It's I, even I've, better I've than I've had flesh. to uh, remortgage the flat after buying this. <laughs> 75 beans. Is 75 quid for an England yeah, set. It's but not it, cheap, but no, I'm, it I'm, is lovely. you have to do it really, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, it's coming home. So. I'm normally a lover of the retro shirts. Um, well, that's, but, that's a good happy well, it's, it's sort of based on the... 90. Is it 90? Yeah, 1990. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was well impressed by it. No, I, I'm a big fan. I don't know if they'll wear it, actually, having said that. Well, America are... Oh, depends, so I say America, USA are. USA, they, it depends, but if they're in what... Well, to be honest, if they're in blue, we still might wear Oh, that. is it blue? They're blue, they're blue or white, uh, Oh, they? Wales, maybe. Yeah, if no, Wales are... Well, no, because Wales will just wear the red, won't they, and we'll wear white. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um Oh, yeah. I think so we wear against the USA. I think we will wear. Well, we'll okay. see, won't we? Okay. Yeah. People will listen to this. Great go, shirt. The boys were right. Do you know what um, I was looking at as well? As long as we've been our group, we, I don't think, have another midday kickoff. Well, so that's where I go to. I think even if we don't win the group, I don't think we have any more antisocial games. Yeah. Because it was a bit strange. You know, I, well, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I've was at work on Monday, we booked a business lunch in the diary, we popped to the pub. Uh, it just was a bit of a weird vibe because you're you know, having a, a drink at half 12, you're watching England in the World Cup finals on a Monday afternoon at in about November. One, at one o'clock. It's, it's, yeah, and, and that. Well, and for, that. for me, the, for the one o'clock doesn't bother me too much. I remember the Euros playing against Wales and I watched that at the Broadie and it was packed. But the thing that got me was that for us, we went to the pub as well. The stars aligned. We always said, we'll go to the pub if work allows. Well, work did allow. We, we were at, didn't have any funerals. So we were able to go to the pub to watch it. But the thing that got me was that normally I'd love the Broadie. We love the Broadie for England games. You know, I've been there with you two for many an England game. But for me, I'm normally walking down there in an England shirt, yeah. in shorts, yep. looking forward to that first crisp pint in a pat pub. I was walking down in a raincoat. Yeah. I was freezing. It was doom and gloom in my yeah. work clothes. And I just thought, it just doesn't, I haven't got that World Cup fever yet. Mm. I think that was part of, obviously, the success of the Euros last year as well. But mm. it was such a hot summer and 2018. Oh, I, can course, you remember? Yeah, the, the, I think incredible. there was like a three-week spell where we didn't have any rain. It was boiling. I think it was longer than three weeks. It, it, it was yeah. literally, the first day it rained was the day after we lost yeah. the semi-final. Yeah, it was I mad, was wasn't it? Was saying that that was, you know, that was a highlight of, you know, perhaps our young adult lives. That that World Cup, that that you couldn't fault it. it Everyone got their summer of love, I and think, ours was yeah, probably two thousand. I think it was that Sweden game. Yes, the Sweden game. Uh, was it the quarterfinals? Yeah, yeah. on the where, Saturday. Were we at the yeah. Vintners. We were at the Vintners. And People were climbing. It was a relatively early yes. kickoff. I think it was maybe half one, two o'clock. Yeah, and I just remember like piling out onto Warwick Street. And there must have been probably a hundred people, people climbing lampposts. There's some iconic videos going, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I completely agree. But where it, did it you, didn't feel no? Right. Where did you watch it, Jono? So my boss hates football, which isn't ideal. Um, so I had it on on the PC on mute whilst we were all still working, yeah. which is about as buzzkill as you can get, really. Very anticlimax, that. Yeah. Um, but it didn't stop me enjoying it. No. And probably a nice way to ease your way into the World Cup. Yeah. So let's go straight into the into the performance more than anything. You know, hey Jude. He, he's a generational talent. We've just mentioned it um, yeah. before we've gone on record. He If he stays injury-free and, you know, he's at Dortmund at the minute, goes to probably one of the big hitters in the Champions League, but 
The world is his oyster. Yeah. I mean, in fear of sounding like Jay from the Inbetweeners, I remember a long time ago thinking this kid's going to be unreal. <laughs> like, I feel like I sort of discovered him from my football index days and and all that. But, yeah, but he's God, just getting. You did say that about Jaden Sancho. Yeah, yeah Jayden, I did he, say he, that. He still about backed that. it. He still wanted to take yes, Jaden Sancho yes, to the World Cup. Sancho, yeah. Over San- Foden, he said. For Sancho had a no. best. He had. He said Sancho no. had a yeah, better that, start uh, season I, than Foden. I think after three years of preaching about Jaden Sancho, I'm I'm finally holding up my hands and saying maybe he's not the player that I thought he was. But <laughs> but Bellingham, I mean, the kid's 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. I mean, if you went down the park now and you happened to end up playing a 19-year-old, you'd fancy your chances, wouldn't you? Yeah. But this kid is... He's mustard. I genuinely yeah. believe, and I, I mean this, he could be the best English player in our lifetime that we've seen, which is a hell of a claim. As I know, long as he stays booze-free... Um, he doesn't seem like that sort of a no, player, he, he, he? he could be a new gazer. <laughs> But in, but without the controversy, mm. um, so I thought everyone took their goals well. I feel, I thought it was just it was the perfect World Cup opener. It was yep. against a team that was always should have been a winnable game. Yeah, um, and it meant that we could get the get the cocktail. And the only thing I, I feel that maybe it came at the wrong time is that we had to go as strong as we could get that first win. If we played them third third game of the group and you're already through you can maybe rest a few legs yeah things like that you know having wales third in the group third game of the group it might mean that yeah with a little bit more fatigue going into the knockout to round. be honest mate genuinely up until probably an hour before kickoff i thought that iran were going to be the banana skin and i saw Wales. i saw us needing something against, against wales, wales. Mm. and then i suddenly thought they're going to be so up for it and it i just I, I thought that it was all going to fall apart and I thought Iran would be the start of it, but they were really poor. They actually. were not good. And I just thought, as I say, we it was just like a, it was a, a well-oiled machine, wasn't we've, it? We've, um, in, in major competition finals, we've been known to come up against lesser teams and just not put them to bed, you know, and just not, you know, have that killer instinct. But that was so different on Monday literally I think we had seven shots on target and six of them were goals yeah or something I think like it that. was 2014 we got knocked out in the group stage yeah. didn't we yeah that was you know our first World Cup of drinking so yeah compare that to you know uh, you know when compared to the performance on Monday well, this is how fantastic this is how group stages work we're now one winner with the with USA Wales drawing we're one win away from qualification now um Quick little touch on it. Uh, I thought Harry Kane, Harry Kane did all right, but I thought Harry Maguire, considering hasn't played much Premier League football, yep. I thought he, he looked all right. I he thought, always looks good in an England shirt. You know, well, yeah, other I, than the, other than a couple of performances recently in an England shirt, but normally he just looks solid in an England shirt. I don't know why he can't, you know, sort of perform that well at, at United, but he just always looks solid for England. I think if you'd have gone back ten years ago, everyone would say. He's a great player, like Gerard. You know that sort of a player. Never did it in an England shirt. Now it's the other way around. Do you know mm. what I mean? Now, you can do now, it in England. Suddenly, shirt. we've got players which can do it in an England shirt that can't necessarily. I mean, like Sterling, for example. I think, yeah. I think yeah. part of that example. is yeah. the. I think part of that is the um, attitude around international football. It used mm. to be club over country. Yeah. It players are still focused on club football, but. England almost feels like a club setup at times. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. And to be fair, you've got to give your you know hats off to Southgate and 
Uh, what's his assistant's name? Steve Holland. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I think they've yeah. done a really good job. I mean, I, I think Roy King would probably say differently, but I like the fact that you've got, you know, Mason Mount putting his arm around De- like him and yeah. Declan Rice are best mates, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, play, it, play, it, for, it, playing a big... Yeah, Chelsea yeah, West Ham is a big game, isn't it? Mm. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no way they're all sat on different tables depending on their clubs, is there? There's no, no chance. No, no there's none of that. There's none of that. They all seem to get on. You know, there's probably people who get on with people better. Yeah. But it just seems like everyone gets on. There's quite a chilled vibe. I mean, I... I think I saw photos of everyone in the in the stands afterwards. Yeah, they, with, their, with families their families and things like that. And I remember, do you remember when Capello was in charge? They weren't allowed let, to see didn't their let families. Near them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Wow. He was. I don't think they were allowed phones. I think he was. Yeah, he was quite he, militant with it. He once um, sent. He once sent Emil Heskey to um, back to his room without dinner because he came down oh, in a, a tracksuit. Sorry, that was uh, <laughs> Australia nearly scoring a second France against France. The only wonder. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's brilliant. Uh, quickly, yeah. quickly moving on to uh, the coverage. Um, it, when we're watching Premier League football, if there's a bad injury, we only see it once, sometimes <laughs> only live. We must have seen that clash of heads 25 times yesterday. There's been a couple. Um, what was the one today? There was one today in the Argentina game, wasn't yeah, there? They, the keeper they clattered the made defender. Made a thing to sew that quite a few times. And my God, it was, it was, yeah, it was quite graphic. Um, but yeah, I mean... I saw someone on Twitter saying, I'm surprised they showed it so many times because it looked like the goalkeeper was snogging the... <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed in guitar. Um, and then just quickly, boys, uh, one group of our friends, very lucky that none of them skived off work. Uh, it was Chris that brought it up in our football group chat. A picture on the official England, well, England Instagram yes. of uh, a group of our friends, JJ, Louis, Scott, Carl... Elliot, um, watching the game at Box Park, celebrating mm. a goal, um, it would have been a different story if one of them wasn't meant to be there, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd have been. I did check with JJ. I thought oh, if somebody's been skiving off, that'd be incredible. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's good to see them enjoying it. Quality and, photo, yeah, brilliant. You know, fan parks—they are a big part of big just, part just of tournament quickly, football. Because I saw loads of comments underneath saying that people were getting well carried away at Box Park. It's pathetic. It's essentially the same as. Uh, uh, Chelsea. Oh, Maribor, against, isn't it? Yeah, Liverpool scoring against Maribor. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Can you get carried away? Or I think it's tournament football. I think you play what's in front of you and I think you have to enjoy it. But you've got yeah. to enjoy the good times and just deal with the bad yeah, times exactly. as well. I'm, I'm not being funny. You know, we're England fans in the day. We're going to celebrate goals going in, whether it's against Iran or, or a better a better team. You know, let's get behind the boys. And I, I'm, all, I'm all for it. I love it. Well, boys, let's uh, let's have a little pie break now, and I'll go to. Uh, I'll just go and have a chat with my mates from Chicago, who I've uh, I've got on the phone. Um, the pie break is courtesy of Piglet's Pantry. Do the pies at the Albion? We're big fans of those, aren't Wallop. we? Wallop, um, but they do this little mini pie selection, perfect for World Cup half times, World Cup parties. So check out Piglet's Pantry's website and Instagram. Um, and certainly check those out. So we will be back once I've spoken to Colin and Harry. Right, I am joined by Zoom, actually. I'm joined by Colin and Harry, guys that I met in 2017 in Chicago. They called in from the USA. Boys, how are we? Any better, I'd be guilty. <laughs> Doing well, can't complain. So, all, all good on good my stuff, end. Good stuff, good stuff. So, uh, 
you know, work's been, it's very different, obviously. It's 11 p.m. here, I'm just trying. My wife's gone to sleep, I'm trying to be a bit quiet in, in the lounge downstairs. But you boys, you've got the evening ahead of you. Any plans? Gotta jump back to work after this. Yeah, I'm just gonna say respond for the pod. <laughs> respond to a couple more emails, but definitely uh, you know mix in one or two beers. That's for sure. Nice, good stuff. Good, obviously. So, Colin, you're in Chicago, but it's Thanksgiving this weekend, so you're heading back to Cleveland. Harry, you've gone just home, but still in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, and you're ready for your weekends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, made it back to the Burbs uh, here in Chicago, though. But um, made it back to the Burbs to hang out with the family for Thanksgiving. Um, so definitely, um, some drinking festivities going to be mixed in throughout the course of the oh, week. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so then, let's just jump straight into it. This is a beer podcast, but obviously, I do like. Uh, it's I'm doing a World Cup special at the same time, so America are back at World Cup. Like you boys must be buzzing. I mean, the World Cup's quite. Great. Well, you got to say the Super Bowl's the greatest show on earth, but I would argue the World Cup is. So uh, yeah, you must be pretty happy that the U.S. national team are there, and you've got something to cheer about. Yeah, it's been incredible. You can tell there's you know certain buzz around the group chats and everything. Even we got buddies that we're in group chats with that don't play soccer, never played soccer, don't really follow it, and they're texting all day about the game. So. So that's a, like that goes straight into my next question. Then, so like, Colin, you've been to to England and like been to to soccer games here and things like that. Like, but would you say the US has got World Cup fever? Is it like? I think we might. I think we might. <laughs> it's funny because uh, everyone's texting in the group chat. I'm like, well, I, I genuinely think this is the first. First USA game I've watched since 2014, and it's just a completely really? different team. Like they actually truly look good, uh, or at least good for the US standards. Well, we'll get on to the performance in a minute, but yeah. So like, how is like, for example, so you guys, you as you say, you're still getting a little bit of work done before the end of the day and things. Like England kicked off at 1 p.m. today. I'm in a very lucky position that having the working for my parents and sort of having a bit more of a higher role now as well I said straight away if we can do it we'll go to the pub at lunchtime to watch the game right? and the diary allowed us to do it how did, did you guys watch the game like was it a case of book, book a meeting or was it that you know it's, it's fair games or was it on in the corner of your computer screen just like a little bit of watching yeah yeah I'll be uh yeah, no, I actually, I, I purposely made sure I didn't go into the office this week. So I timed my uh, my work schedule with working remote the entire week so I can watch as many games as possible. So a um, buddy of mine over there in England as well was texting me first thing this morning for the game. So definitely made time to watch the game, even moved my workstation from my room. My, my computer monitor everything put it out in the kitchen on the island so I could watch the game while working at the same time so yeah, yeah. That, I mean just yeah it's it's definitely taking priority in terms of work <laughs> well that's the thing with the World Cup like it's for, for us like it's normally in the summer obviously this is a bit of a weird World Cup I was walking down to the pub 
normally I went to the pub where we watched a lot of the England games over the years. Normally I'm walking down there in shorts and a t-shirt. It's baking hot. It's brilliant. I was walking down there. I was like jumper, coat. It's raining. Um, it is with, but as you say, like it's for now until you get through to sort of the court final. We've basically got two weeks worth of solid football, three or four games, three or four games a day now. Like there's a lot of football to consume in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, tons. I mean, and that's the exciting thing too. Just like you said, you know, in terms of the adjustment with having like a Winter World Cup right now, in terms of the advertising here in the States, it, everything's, all the World Cup advertising's around like holiday theme. Um, mm-hmm. But, it, you know, in terms of going out and typically, you know, walking down to the park where they have jumbo, you know, trons set up to watch the games and watch parties, it's a little different this year just based on the weather and the elements right now. Um, but, you know, in terms of what Colin said earlier, just like the spirit and guys that typically don't watch soccer are fully involved and invested in it, it it's pretty exciting for sure. Perfect. That's, all, that's very good to hear. So, you know, that jumps me straight into the next sort of like point that I've got. So you watch the game. It was, I don't know how much Premier League you guys watch, but there was certainly something about the USA that stunk of Jesse Marsh's Leeds United. It was high intensity. It was, you know, Wales were very lucky not to be down by more than one at half time, really. Um, but unfortunately, you know, you felt like you kind of burnt out second half. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I thought the first half, they, they looked real sharp. And, and like I said, I haven't seen a game in a long time, but that's you know some of the best USA football or soccer that I've seen in a long time. So Yeah, yeah absolutely. From a pressing standpoint, I mean, winning the ball back every time we lost it, it was, like you said, the Jesse Marsh, high-intensity, high-press win it back but you know unfortunately you know like soccer typically is you know it's a tale of two halves you know you can have one team that dominates and then the second half they don't look as sharp and, and unfortunately today you know we we came out of the a, a, a winnable game with a tie but you know we bounced back yeah. on, on to friday yeah and you bounced back against the uh, i've gone into premier league right there i went to say bounce back against the albion no you bounced back against england on friday um, as we sort of mentioned already, um, Thanksgiving's on Thursday. Certainly a different kind of football for you guys on Thursday to Friday. Um, but will you be? Will it affect your Thanksgiving weekend in a way that, as you say, the USA's got World Cup fever and everyone's going to be going? Well, we need to watch England USA on Friday. Absolutely. I think, uh, at least for me, I know our company's got the day off Friday, so um, there's such a good chance that me and my degenerate friends in Cleveland want to get down <laughs> to the pub as soon as we can and start watching the games. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I will say about Thanksgiving. I was actually talking about it with my boss uh, on our team's call today, but this is in, t- in comparison to Christmas and, and everything. Thanksgiving's probably the biggest one here just because everyone has Thursday and Friday off and typically right around the holidays, Christmas, you know, some people celebrate different holidays. So you don't really have the same consistency with the days off. So on Friday, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, you know, balls to the wall drinking right off the bat, um, you know, bouncing back from, from drinking on Thursday. But uh, yeah, nice change of pace in terms of American football to, to European football. 
I suppose with uh, it's a bit like Christmas for us here. It's like you're gonna have Thursday's gonna be your family day, and Friday's gonna be like in obviously in the UK we have a, a full round of fixtures on Boxing Day. So it's like yeah, so family day, Christmas day, football, Boxing Day. You guys are having family day Thursday, England USA Friday. Uh, how how do you see the game going? Do you have, have you got hope or or just looking forward to watching the English boys? A little bit of both. <laughs> on on paper. I think if, if, yeah, sorry. yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I was gonna say I think if we ever had a chance, really to get a real result against you guys, it's now. But I'm not too hopeful in all honesty. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's the American dream, I think, that we're, you know, we're going to stick to on, on Friday, which is just, you know, work hard and, you know, hopefully that pays off. But, you know, on paper, yeah, you guys should should definitely, you know, have the better side in terms of all your names from an attacking standpoint. Um, you know, we're still kind of a ways away from being able to compete with you guys from that standpoint. But, you know, hey, it's it's soccer. I mean, or football. And today it looked like we were going to beat Wales, you know, pretty easily. And next thing you know, it came back. So, you know, England can have a have, a, have an absolute field day against us on Friday, or you guys might struggle to find the back of the net. We're not sure, but got to keep the hope going. I think if you guys play, uh, Eric Dyer might win about five. Or six. <laughs> e- so, e- easy there, he, easy there. He's terrible. He, he's robbing a lip. Come, come on now. You're just saying that because I'm a Spurs fan. Are, uh, there's a lot of English people that maybe feel the same as you guys um, on the Eric Dyer situation. <laughs> Some would say he is Dyer. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think, you know, perfect situation for England today playing Iran. It's like, that's the perfect opening game for World Cup, isn't it? Because it's the one that gets you, gets you acclimatised, it gets gets you up, it gets you that little bit of, okay, we've got a win, we've got goals under our belt, we're, we're playing nice as a team and we're not having to... You know, you guys have, have just drawn one all with Wales, and as we said, high intensity. You're playing in three days' time, like three, four days' time. You've got to play another game. Um, where were you? So, Colin, you mentioned that you and your degenerate friends in Cleveland will be heading to a pub. Like, is that so? Is it is sports bars sort of like the, the main choice? Because here you've got like there's people that won't watch it anywhere other than at their house there's pubs and then we uh, we also have like these fan parks so we've got like box parks like all these all different all the big cities have like these fan parks like long tables um and just, it's just a beer fest basically yeah so uh i mean typically in chicago we've done something in like the parks where they'll have it out on like you know a big jumbotron or something like that or harry knows division street um they'll block that street off put a bunch of tvs outside and, and you can sit outside and drink and watch since it's the winter here um i don't think it will be too crazy like that i think the pub is definitely the for sure choice um i think you could get it at a sports bar for sure obviously but I think when people want to watch soccer, they want to watch it at a pub and get the real experience, if you know what I mean. Right, so for any listeners, I have got listeners all all around the world, apparently. Any listeners in Chicago and Cleveland, where should they go and watch the game Friday? Uh, If you're in Cleveland, PJ McIntyre's. Okay, PJ McIntyre's. Yeah, great pub. 
Yeah, and then I guess if, Chicago recommendation, Harry. Uh, the Globe, the Globe, and, and you know this, this I might be venturing a, you know a little little too far here, but I would even say um, Old Crow and Wrigley, just because they, you know they have the the space and the facility to put it up on a big TV. So, um, but the Globe, if you're really looking for the atmosphere, the Globe for sure. Nice. I remember James and I went to watch the Europa League final at the Elephant and Castle. Oh yeah, great it's spot. It's a stellar in the Elephant Castle. We got in the job that at, at my yeah at my old job we were right by that Elephant oh. Castle, so we used to call it the Far East Conference Room, and we just put four <laughs> o'clock meetings there every day. <laughs> good effort, good effort. Well, last question for you boys: Do you think you'll qualify? I think you're in a good did position for all today. I think, yeah, I don't it, think we're in a bad spot now. No. It, it could easily come down to goal difference. It could easily come down to, you know, let's just say, best case scenario, with England win our three games, nine points we're through. You guys beat Iran, Wales beat Iran. It's going to come down to goal difference. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree so, better. So, like, you know, you need, and play, you'll be playing Iran in, for them. They, they're just going to be playing for pride. Mm-hmm. But also, they're going to be. A, a bit further down the line and you might be if you've got the legs in your squad you might manage to score a few more goals um, it, I think it's going to be an interesting one I think nothing's a given um, Wales are really going to want to put it in against us aren't they so uh, yeah I think we'll see but are you hopeful you'll you're qualify yeah definitely hopeful for sure I mean we're Americans, so we got to cheer for the United States of America. But uh, yeah, definitely hopeful. And like Colin said earlier, this is probably the best United States team that we've had in a very long time, just because based purely on age, it's promising to know that all these guys are 20, 21, 22 years old. Um, so a lot of room to grow. But yeah, uh, hopeful for for you know the game against England on Friday and then um, later next week against Iran. It's a great game to end a group stage on is against Iran and not England. Especially well, if it's going to come down a goal differential, we know what we yeah, got. Well, at least so. yeah, you'll know what you need to do by then. Mm-hmm. Um, that's because obviously the last game of the group is always played at the same time. So you'll have one eye on the Wales, you'll have one eye on us, hopefully being Wales. Yeah. yeah. Well, boys, have a great Thanksgiving. Thanks for giving me your time. Get those emails done so you can get down the pub. <laughs> Sounds like a fan. Yeah. yeah. Great to see you as always. Yeah, likewise. Always Thanks for having us. Boys. Speak to you later. All right. Ciao. Yeah. See ya. Massive thanks to the boys in Chicago there for uh, a little bit of insight about the American dream. Uh, We've heard their outlook then, boys, so what do we think for Friday? It'll obviously be a tougher test than, um, than our opener against Iran, but I still see an England win, to be honest with you. I see maybe a 2-1, 3-1 England. What about yourself, Jono? Yeah, I agree. Um, they looked, looking at that Wales game, they, on the, the like counter and when they were attacking, they looked so pacey um, and they completely cut open Wales, didn't they, with that second, uh, their first goal even, or their only goal. Oh, yeah. um, so that's a little bit of a worry maybe against Maguire, but, to be honest, we're well beaters at the minute, aren't we? <laughs> I said to the boys as well, like as as the listeners have just heard, like it was a very Jesse Marsh esque high intensity, but you, 
keeping that up for 90 minutes in England is hard enough. Keeping that up for 90 minutes in the desert heat, like, that's almost impossible, surely. Yeah. Especially as we've mentioned already on the pod, it's not even 90 minutes at the moment, it's 105, 106 minutes. Yeah. And I feel like we, we kept the ball very, very well against Iran. Again, I know it's Iran, but I just think we'll keep the ball and I can't really see USA getting very much of it to do anything with, um, to be honest. So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So I think that, that'll be, yeah, that'll be a comfortable England win, I reckon. Good stuff. Well, it'll be an interesting experience as well. Like, obviously, it's now, it's a Friday night, 7pm sort of kickoff. Like, that'll be, it'll be interesting to see how many people take half World days Cup and get on the beer. Now. World yeah. Cup starts now. We've got the little... to see how busy the pubs are going to yeah. be. I'd like to see them, like, really busy. For a back, Friday night. Back to the, um, you know, the 2018 World, World Cup. You know, that'll be really nice to see, you know, boozers full... You know, everyone sort of having it large, you know, good atmosphere. Um, yeah, looking forward to Friday, actually. Yeah. Well, as you boys know, I went to Crouchfest at the weekend. If that's anything to go by, there's going to be a lot of uh, pissed up people. It, it's very much the World Cup brings out the best and worst in people. And mm. I think, as I've just mentioned, it's some people will be on it from the morning. Some people will be on it from they'll, they'll have half days. And I think, as you say, we could have some full boozy pubs come Friday night um, six minutes added on in the France-Australia game Australia have just hit the post ah, at 2-1 lovely lovely tash <laughs> that, um, but yeah so anything else to say about Friday boys like any any sort of I, th- I, I think he'll keep the same team to be honest with you I think he's going to pick his strongest team for every game by the look of things rather than like doing much rotation or you know, playing for the opposition we're up against. I think he's just going to pick the best England team on paper. I don't want to talk out of turn about about him, but it'll be interesting to see with if America do aim to play high-intensity, fast-paced football, whether he does go Luke Shaw or whether he changes that. Yeah, and it'll be interesting. Trippier took a little knock. Uh, yeah, be interesting to see how he deals, whether that was just a little knock or... And also, Maguire... Concussed, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and that's another thing that I mentioned with the boys that listeners just heard with, from the American guys. Like, you don't have a week to recover. You got no. three days. I, I mm. saw today on Instagram they were back training. I yeah, know it's probably only light training recovery session, but it's still, you know, it's not a day off. Is you've it? got th- you've got three days. If you've got any uh, knocks and niggles, like your um, the only thing I would say is he was able to rotate it quite a lot I don't I, five subs helps yeah, five subs helps a lot yeah. Two, yeah well you've got six players that actually which again not. leads me to believe that I, I think he'll go with the same lineup. but it'll be interesting to see I mean tell you what there was a heart and mouth moment when uh, Kane went down yes against Iran on, on that his ankle, yeah, ankle. And, and he's always had dodgy ankles so yeah that was um, yeah heart and mouth moment but thankfully I think he looks okay doesn't he so yeah don't yeah. get me wrong I'm a, I'm a fan of Callum Wilson but I'm not sure I want him to lead the <laughs> Line at yeah. World Cup. I mean, Kane just gives you so much more, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, Kane, to be fair, during uh, during the Iran game, he was playing like a, a number 10. It was almost like a Wayne Rooney England role where he drops a bit deeper. He was doing that in the Euros last year, though, wasn't he? He does, yeah. you you notice, the longer a game goes without a goal, he, he drops deeper He's and deeper, so wants to collect nine. the ball. I'll yeah. tell you what, mad, though, that England scores six and Kane's not on the score. Yeah. I don't know what odds you get on that. But. Tell you what, other than obviously conceding two goals... Kane getting on the score sheet and a clean sheet would have been the perfect result. 
I know that obviously he's an international striker, but and uh, he's going to surely play on your mind. Well, we saw it in you saw it in the Euros last year. He, he didn't get off the mark no, until a few you, games. You say in, that, but I said to someone at work today. It, the difference is 2018. We were so reliant on him. Mm. I think that performance yesterday proves that actually, you know, even if he does go down injured, yeah. we've got you know mm. Saka. But well, that's the thing. It's a bit like. Miss. You know, you boys aren't as big a cricket fans as I am, but they there's a great documentary called The Edge, and they talk about the England Test side, and it's sort of like you know uh, they they said Strauss and Kirk opening the batting, and then uh, if they don't get runs, then Trot comes in and gets runs. If he doesn't get runs, Peterson Bell. You know, if Kane doesn't score, Sterling might, yeah. Saka might, Grealish can come off the I bench. Don't think it's the end of, honestly, if Kane went down, this may be a bit rash to say, but. If Kane went down injured and that was the end of his tournament, I wouldn't have my head in my hands. No. Not not like I would have in 2018. No. I don't know. I do feel he just links everything together. He does, I, yeah. I, it, he's yeah. the glue. He, he, does, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he does. I mean, he's the bloke's world class and he's a, he's a natural-born goal scorer, but I just think, you know, where we're getting the goals from everywhere at the minute is, is good to see, isn't it? Yeah. Well, boys, thank you for that insight. I'm just going to touch on, obviously, um, those on socials would have seen that I was pushing the uh, Fantasy League. I don't know. I don't think it's too late to join if you've got a team. Um, and I'll put that link out again. But just a little bit up, update as of the recording. Uh, Andy Heward in the lead. Oh, really? Um, I'm in the doghouse, actually. I'm, I'm sort of near the bottom of my own league. Not, not ideal, but more so... On the train home on Sunday, I managed to talk Victoria into um, benching Jack Grealish, uh-huh. who's got a solid seven points on her oh, bench, dear. and she's got Aaron Ramsey with a one point in her uh-huh. team. To be fair, you've still got half the team to play, though, haven't you? Yeah, but the problem is, it, it's you know, as John mentioned in the first episode, it's about understanding how this fantasy league works. What we should have done was, you know, start Grealish, and then. Uh, if he'd only got one point and then transfer him out for somebody on the bench yeah, it's, um, but to have to, it, it's very on, hard yeah. to understand but you know it, it's teething and I think it'll be a good run and hopefully it's going to be a tight league and hopefully get some prizes for the winners and things like that but all I, all's left to say as I think I'll be ending hopefully all these podcasts the further England go but come on England boys and I hope you enjoy Friday night absolutely yeah bring it on come on you mighty three lines Raw. <laughs> <laughs>